I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome back to the news du jour. So today we have a bunch of different stories for you guys and a little update to begin with on the mask mandate being lifted. So just a little update to yesterday's story about the mask mandate for planes and public transit being struck down by a federal judge. It appears that this actually will not likely be fought against in court. The Biden administration actually came out in saying that it's going to be up to individuals to choose whether or not to mask up on flights and public transit from here on out. So I guess this is kind of part of the transition into living with COVID or COVID becoming endemic, as they say. That's a term that just basically means an illness that we deal with on an ongoing basis. Now that vaccines and boosters are widely available here in the U.S., the virus is much less life-threatening and becomes more akin to something like the flu, assuming that new variants don't become more deadly or outsmart the vaccine's protection. So I just wanted to give you guys that general update here at the top of the episode. (laughs) Stay safe and stay healthy out there, guys. And now on to stories on Ukraine. We have a few sort of shorter updates for you guys. First up, the Russian religious leaders are claiming that the war is an effort to protect Russia. So the Russian Orthodox leadership seems to be in lockstep with Putin and the Kremlin generally when it comes to messaging about the war. How do we know this? Well, Russian Orthodox churches outside of Russia have somewhat failed to fall in line with the messaging coming from above, that the war in Ukraine is actually a quote-unquote holy war to protect Russia from Western moral corruption. You know, things like gay pride parades. This is where an absolutely backbending spin is put on unnecessary violence run amok and absolutely an example of where marriage between church and state can be so volatile. Next up, Russia bombed all along that north-south line that I was talking about yesterday If you don't know about the mask mandate being lifted, I definitely would listen to yesterday's episode. And if you don't know sort of the new game plan for Putin, um, I would definitely listen to yesterday's episode because basically what he's trying to do now is he's drawn this line from north to south on Ukraine where he's going to be moving eastward. And he bombed all along that line literally overnight. 
They hit everything from fuel depots to ammunition warehouses to railway railway infrastructure and more, basically taking out very strategic spots that would help Ukraine wage its war against the Russian invaders. We don't have any kind of estimates on casualties or injuries at this time due to the fact that A, this just happened, and B, it was such a large-scale event, but definitely stay tuned for more info as it becomes available. Next up on Ukraine, Russian population is losing jobs in record numbers. So Moscow's mayor actually made an announcement yesterday that Moscow alone is bracing themselves for job losses of over 200,000 more due to the economic sanctions, tariffs, etc. The Russian ruble has lost about half of its value since the war began, and many Russians, as we know, have actually fled the country due to the war, and now they're not there and able to contribute to the economy in Russia. But some experts here in the West were actually hoping for even more of a strain on the Russian economy so as to have them feel it more and hopefully pressure their government into stopping the war or force them to due to lack of funding. And lastly, in our updates on Ukraine for today, Poland has blocked Russian bank accounts that they have linked to the Russian embassy in Poland's capital, Warsaw. If this block continues, Russia has vowed to retaliate against Poland because the embassy won't be able to operate there. Now, this kind of makes one wonder, though. Can Russia really fight everyone all at the same time? They vowed to retaliate against the United States if the U.S. continues to send arms to Ukraine. So will they be retaliating against the U.S. and Poland all while waging war in Ukraine? They have a lot of irons in the fire right now. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted on all of these situations. And last up for today, lucky charms are not so lucky these days. So people across the country are reporting gastrointestinal issues after eating Lucky Charms cereal. And although the connection to the cereal is pretty clear, what exactly is causing the problems has the FDA scratching their heads. The symptoms end up being diarrhea, nausea, stomach pains, and vomiting. The FDA says that they have had more than 100 reports of this, but the website iwaspoisoned.com reported having about 3,000 incidents submitted on their website. It's basically a website that helps get the word out when foods are causing illness. My first question would be, Did anything change in the Lucky Charms recipe or in the production chain recently? Because this is definitely not a new product. Lucky Charms has been around since 1964. However, the brand's parent company, General Mills, has put out a statement saying that there's been no link made between the cereal and the digestive issues. But honestly, 
Most people are calling bullshit here. They may not have found the reason, but it's not like this many people would be making this up with nothing to gain from it. If you're a Lucky Charms eater, you may want to move towards something else until this all gets figured out. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, each day is a different one. Each day brings a miracle of its own. It's just a matter of paying attention to this miracle. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website www.sugarfreemedia.co Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour Broadcasting from Oh